I don't see anything on the damn screen. It's just a black rectangle. What the hell, YouTube? Harold, can you see me? Dragon Keeper says five by five, do you, but do you see me? Because all I see is a black rectangle. Like, it's literally, it's just black. Hello? Shaloha, Muddy Bottom Ranch. Yep, Red Robin sees me. Okay, I can't see me. This will be fun. This will be like that, uh, this will be like that time that I pointed the camera at the pallet of water bottles that everybody thought was a subliminal message to go buy water. Turns out I hit the wrong button. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys were furiously texting me. The camera is pointing the wrong way, but I do not disturb on. Um, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, she came down. She's like, babe, um, you pointed the camera at the pallet of water bottles. And then a bunch of people were like, Barry's trying to give us subliminal messages. Guys, I can barely cobble together like the subliminal messages. <laughs> the subliminal <laughs> the subliminal messages, you, you're giving me too much credit. Um, well, you can see me. I can't see me. So I'll just pick my nose. Who cares? Uh, it is the 13th of December, 2023. I cannot believe that in two weeks it'll be 2024, but that's how time works, allegedly. Uh, it is a global Jewish conspiracy to get us to keep this calendar. You know that, right? From the elites. Yeah. Read the book of Enoch. No, I'm <laughs> more subliminal messages. Anyway, um, let's do the brief. On Friday, the U.S., that's us here um, in the Estados Unidos, vetoed a U.N. Security Council resolution demanding a humanitarian ceasefire between Hamas and Israel. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who somehow still has a job. Um, I'm not saying you should drive to D.C. with a bazooka. I'm not saying that. That would be inciting violence. I'm saying I'm surprised somebody hasn't yet, especially with the likes of her as an air quote representative. She is retarded. She's stupid. And then the, sorry, rabbit hole. We made it two sentences into the brief. She's terrible. And then I don't know if you've noticed, but subtly over the last several years, the mainstream media has tried to make her like a poster child for government sexuality. Like she's some kind of hottie or something. She's disgusting. Dude, she looks like a horse. Yeah, she all the way looks all like a horse. A yeah, there was some video of her like on a roof in Boston or something, like trying to be sensual. And I've just kept thinking to myself, nobody ran up and pushed her over the parapet wall. Like that, I'm now, I'm just saying, like, thou shalt not murder, right? And I, this is honestly, I don't like this woman at all. My heart condition is wrong. Uh, Comma. Yeah, but maybe that's, yeah. She just needs to be put in a stall somewhere. <laughs> nice bridal, riding crotch. She, you know what? She's probably into that weird you shit. You know, the other thing, okay, here we go. Here's the rabbit hole in the rabbit hole. I would like to tell Facebook uh, once again to kiss my ass because I don't know why, but I keep getting these ads for this bed. I forget what it's called, but it's something like badassbed.com. And 
they're all bondage beds. Oh and I'm like, God. what made you think that I that it's like wrought iron with like shackle holes and stuff? I'm like, stop showing me this advertisement. <laughs> They're like, but Pastor Bear, you really need a bondage bed. <laughs> I don't even have a house to put that thing in there if I wanted to. Anyway, so Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez criticized the Biden administration on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, saying, quote, the Biden administration can no longer reconcile their professed concern for Palestinians and human rights while also single-handedly vetoing the UN's call for ceasefire and sidestepping the entire U.S. Congress to unconditionally back the indiscriminate bombing, bombing of Gaza, end quote. Now, there is no way that Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez wrote that. There's no way. What are, what are you doing over there? Uh, we're just looking at pictures of kids, like, fun, like good pictures of like children. Uh-huh. Like, we're sharing family moments. Okay. I thought you were like very pure looking at bondage beds. No, no like okay. Kids, uh, my kids' personalities. That's phenomenal. Sorry. Look at them little people. Um, so there's no way that... Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez cobbled together all of those words into a coherent sentence. So shout out to her ghostwriter. Uh, the vote from the UN Security Council was 13 to 1, with the US being the only country supporting Israel and with the UK abstaining from the vote. The US official told Fox News, quote, despite a rushed process and lack of consultation by the resolution's authors, the United States engaged in good faith on the resolution. Nearly all of our recommendations were ignored. End quote. Ah, uh, whatever. Now a General Assembly emergency session has been scheduled for Tuesday afternoon for a vote on the same thing. Unlike the Security Council resolution, the General Assembly resolution cannot be legally bonding. Still, it would have at least some meaning in the realm of public opinion. Mm, who even, does anybody care anymore? Does, like, not necessarily about what's happening with uh, Israel and Hamas, but do you care about what the government thinks you should care about. I don't. And I pay attention to what they think we should care about because I want to know where their headspace is at, but I don't care what they want me to care about. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, I can see myself on the mini rectangle, but not on this rectangle. That's good. Now I have some biofeedback. Robot. <laughs> It's it's honestly pretty um, pretty disorienting when you're used to like you just glance over this way you can see yourself make sure the shots framed up you know and it's just black it's it's I guess this is what it's like to be like a TV news anchor because you can't no they have they have monitors in the studio yeah yeah. But theirs is like all weird because they have the green screen behind them, so they have no idea what they're pointing at. So they're like, ah, right. This green screen screen's pretty good, honestly. Anyway, uh, let's see. President Biden noted during a campaign event on Tuesday that Israel was starting to lose support from around the world. In fact, a joint statement from Canada, Australia, and New Zealand was recently released saying, "Quote: We are alarmed at the diminishing safe space for civilians in Gaza. The price of defeating Hamas." cannot be continuous suffering of all Palestinian civilians, end quote. This was just a matter of time. We talked about this like on October 8th, the day after uh, Hamas attacked Israel, uh, which was the eighth day, the great eighth day of Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles. And I was tabernacling with my people. 
and my phone started blowing up and it's like Israel's being attacked. And I was like, oh shit, what's going on here? Uh, yeah. And I'm like, no, we're hanging out at a state park. Like what, what's going on? Um, but anyway, uh, it was just a matter of time before the world decided, you know, like we virtue signaled for Israel enough. Now it's time to support the Palestinians. And here we are. And it, some of y'all cucks in the comments have been like, bear, you, you don't support the Palestinians. You're against Arabs. Shut up. Just like go watch a different channel. It's a, I am in the process of reading every word of the Bible, including the Jewish Bible. And for you Christian folks, that's what you call the Old Testament on camera. It's a huge part of my life. I've dedicated a significant part of my life to it. Am I a, a staunch supporter of Islamic terrorism? No, not even a little bit. I think the best way to deal with that is hollow points to the forehead. Unequivocally. But what about the children? What about the children that were raped and murdered when Hamas came across, you know, the border there in Israel and was ripping open the stomach of pregnant women? Well, they were doing that because of the Israeli oppression. Okay, you know what? Fight it out. The let you know, select a champion. Maybe one that's, I don't know, approximately uh, six cubits tall in a hand span with six fingers and six toes uh, and a giant sword. Maybe he would gather uh, together um, in the Valley of Hebron and uh, King Shaul would rouse all of the Israeli army and um, the, the Palestinian Philistine champion would taunt Israel. For 40 days. By the way, did you know it was 40 days? There's always a period of transition in Israel when there's a 40-day period. And then the seventh son of the seventh son, David, the son of Yishai, Jesse, would show him and go, that guy? I kill bears and lions for fun, bro. Ain't a thing. And Shaul will be like, hey, take this armor. Take this sword. And he's like, mm, it's a little too big for me. It's a little too heavy. I'm good. I have a rock. But I'm just saying, like, if we're going to go back to, like, Fight it out. Go on. Fight it out. Is that from the Avengers? Yeah, it's from the Avengers. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's from the Avengers. Yeah, it's a thing. Um, fight it out. Just see what happens. You want to have a war, have a war. And see, this is the other thing. Terrorism is pussy shit. You want to have a war, have a war. Do it. Amass your army on the border and go in and see what happens. Because the real thing is, if you could, you would but you can't. So instead you have to take the water pipes that, sh that have been uh, provided via international humanitarian aid to be able to pump water through your <laughs> God forsaken air quote cities, uh, your tent cities, take the water pipes that should be providing clean water to your people and then turn those into rocket launchers so that you can launch rockets at the Israelis. Okay. Who's oppressing who here? It sounds like a bunch of petulant children, and that's it, literally what it is. It's the petulant children of Noah, Noah, fighting over, this is my land. No, it's my land. Okay. Like, if these were my two children at this point, I'd be like, that's it. No holds barred. Gloves off. In the living room. Go. Whoever wins, wins. You can have the inheritance. Go for it. So, yeah. You, 
Are you a supporter of Israel? I'm a supporter of the Father's chosen people, Genesis 32, Israel, and three quarters of the population in Israel that identifies as Jews are secular Jews, meaning they're non-religious, non-practicing. So I have my own issues with the nation state of Israel. But if I have to pick the nation state of Israel or Islamic terror, I'm going to pick the nation state of Israel 10 out of 10 times. So if that's if that rubs you the wrong way, go watch a different channel. Okay? Okay, bear. All right, cool. Also, get out of your mom's basement. Right now in Gaza, the health system is collapsing. Imagine that. Infectious diseases are running rampant and the hunger continues to escalate. What would normally be considered a mild illness can now be a serious risk due to the extreme living conditions in that region. The director of Abu Yusuf al-Najjar Hospital, Dr. Harban al-Hamase, has noted that pediatric cases of anemia and dehydration have almost tripled and that malnutrition cases have ele elevated beyond control. Question for you. If you, since right now, you watching this, question for you, since you very likely live in the wrong place because 80% of the world's population lives within 50 miles of the coast, it means eight in 10 of y'all live in the cities or the suburbs, statistically speaking, and you refuse to leave for whatever reason, I can't because insert bullshit excuse here, and you find yourself in a contested space, basically in the middle of a battlefield, in your residential cul-de-sac or your apartment or your whatever, what preps do you actually have on hand to not succumb to illness and malnutrition? Because if your plan is when things get really bad, I'm going to bug out. You're lying to yourself because you haven't bugged out yet. Because again, if you could have, you would have. I know not exactly charitable Pastor Bear this morning, but I'm operating on less than four hours of sleep. And, you know, I'm a, I, I don't know, a little calloused today. If you could, you would. So when your environment becomes non-permissive for your existence, what food and medical capability do you actually have? Because this is what's actually happening in Gaza right now. They're surrounded by air quote, bad guys. There's no commerce taking place. There's no resources coming in. There's no people moving out. It's a controlled environment. It's been cordoned off and the Israeli army is in the process of uh, searching it out and killing anybody who's holding a weapon. Which goes back to your prepper plan is I'm going to get into as many gunfights as possible post SHTF in my residential neighborhood. Cool. What are the ROEs of the peacekeepers? Because if you're observed holding a rifle, does that now mean that they can squeeze the trigger on you? The answer to that is probably yes. Hmm. Something else that most people don't think about. Well, I'm going to operate in the darkness. Okay. All right. Best of luck to you. Key your radio one time. And when the C-130 buzzes overhead and lights you up or, or the drone holding a grenade buzzes overhead and lights you up. Best of luck. Yeah. Super gay. In the words of COO Bob APB over here. Super gay. <laughs> As a guy whose name is Bugged Out Bob and bugged out three years of the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he bugged out three years ago. Yeah. That's the thing. I bugged out from North Texas to Eastern Oklahoma six years ago. Mm -hmm. And Pastor Joe at Viking Preparedness had a really good video on this on his Patreon channel yesterday about um, your bug out retreat. Once you occupy your bug out retreat, 
your, your bug out location. It's not your bug out location anymore. That's your retreat now. Where are you going next? Because I live at an air quote bug out retreat. I live on a homestead in a rural place. It's wonderful. I still need to have a plan to go somewhere else if where I live becomes contested or non-permissive. See what I'm saying? So like, what's your actual plan to not be like the Palestinians in Gaza right now? To have food, to have water, to have men. If you don't have an actual plan, your homework for today is to figure that the F out today. On lunch, take a pen and a piece of paper and start thinking, where could I go? How am I going to get there? What do I need to have when I get there? How long is it going to take to get there? Who do I have for a network when I'm there? Guy McElhenney sees us. I see you. That's good. Awesome. <coughs> Yemen's Houthi rebels fired a missile, striking a Norwegian flagged tanker in the Red Sea. Uh, they're also targeting French flagged vessels. The, yeah, the analyst is over here just shaking his head in the corner. Yemen wants to be a glass desert. Unfortunately, the air quote president that we have doesn't have the testicles to press the big red button. Uh, let's see. Because there was no apparent link between the tanker and Israel, this appears to indicate that Iranian-backed rebels may simply be targeting ships coming through the Suez Canal, ultimately impacting international cargo and energy transport. The Houthis, or uh, Yemeni rebels, terrorists, have outright threatened to attack any vessel going to or coming from Israel. Danish shipper Maersk, which is a giant international conglomerate, <coughs> said, quote, The recent escalations in statement from Yemen's Houthi movement are concerning as they expand the scope of commercial vessels that could be a potential target for the Houthis. Clearly, there is a need for the situation to be de-escalated to ensure safety of people and that trade of essential goods can move in a normalized manner, end quote. The U.S. Energy Information Administration has noted that almost 10% of all oil that's traded by sea passes through the Bab el-Mandeb Strait, which at its narrowest point is only 18 miles wide. Also, maybe the way to de-escalate the Houthi rebels is, I don't know, two F-15s? Like, two? Maybe two. Like, maybe two. Or like, I mean, Messiah sent them out two by two. Dude, just send out one F-22 Raptor and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a pair of F-35s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, two. Two. It would, I don't know. And But it gets back to, like, we don't want... We, the big day, we don't want the uh, the war in the Middle East to escalate beyond the borders of Israel. Because, okay, tinfoil time. Because when they got together and planned this a decade ago, on the battlefield maps that they put together on the sand table or the whiteboard or the projector screen probably provided by Microsoft, uh, when they got together and planned all this, the plan was that this war was to take place only inside of the Israeli borders. And then, so therefore, per the plan, it's not supposed to escalate outside of the Israeli borders. Okay. What is the point of having a big stick if you don't use it from time to time? And I'm, to be clear, I'm a little L libertarian. I don't think we should be involved in wars all around the world. And I don't think we should be shedding American blood 
for a bunch of people that do not uh, appreciate us. And we spend a disproportionate amount of taxpayer money on defense. We also send a disproportionate amount of taxpayer money to these countries all around the world. So in theory, I don't support any of that. Comma, we're literally already there. We have two carrier strike groups there. Oh no, the Houthi rebels are flying drones at our destroyers. What should we do? Um, they're called destroyers for a reason. Do destroyer shit. Go destroy. What's Yemen going to do? They're going to cry to the UN International Council. The Americans blew up our missile bases. Why did you have missile bases? <coughs> Oops. And so there, there's a parabellum. If you seek peace, prepare for war. Right? That's what parabellum means. Prepare for war. Okay. There's something to be said. If you are the biggest kid on the playground, occasionally beating the shit out of the other bullies. I'm not saying it's a perfect system. Don't get me wrong. But if you're the guy and somebody's threatening you or your friends, how many times do you ask them nicely to stop before you go in and knock every tooth out of their head? And put them in the hospital. And as they're laying on the ground bleeding, stand over them and say, don't ever do that shit again. Okay? Okay. Have a nice life. Two F-15s. And the Yemeni Houthi rebel problem is solved. Blah, 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 blah. It is We All Gonna Die Wednesday. You guys want to do some news? I got a couple articles to look at. What do you guys think? Yeah. Savis Passum Parabellum. Thank you, Biski. That camo pattern is the origin raptor camo in Woodland. That is correct. Making Peace 101 right there. Thank you, Salson. Bear for sec death. <laughs> Let me tell you what. So, okay, we're in this rabbit hole. Let's just say in a hypothetical world, the 195,000 of y'all here actually convinced me to run for president and I actually win and survive the multiple assassination attempts in between when I begin to run and when I take office. And I'm now crowned president of the United States of America. Uh, I'm bringing back the war cabinet. So we used to have a war cabinet and because a lot of people didn't like the sound of that, we turned it into the Department of Defense. And defense is important but so is offense. I'm bringing back the war cabinet. And um, I'll just say this. If you're not sure which gender you are, you don't get to wear a uniform. If uh, you're a raging leftist, liberal, communist, socialist piece of shit, you don't get to wear a uniform. And if you're a Yemeni Houthi rebel that likes to fly drones into destroyers, you don't get to breathe air anymore. It's just as simple as that. And, and very basic concept. I can be your best friend or your worst enemy. There is no gray area in between. And if you threaten me or my people, I will introduce you to the wrath of God. I will wipe out your family tree. 
your ancestors will cease to exist. That's how hard I'm going to kill you. Simple as that. Shall we do the news? What do you think? We got a couple other pieces of news here. Do, 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 do. Loki performance ordered two facts. Thanks, Loki. Are crayon eaters still allowed? Hell yeah, Uncle Sam's misguided children. Ton Tavern, 100%. News engaged, said prepared citizens. Roger that. Do, do, do. I got a different first form pre-workout because the, the flavor that I've been using for 12 to 18 months, <coughs> the bomb pop, which was, you know, remember the popsicle bomb pops, red, white, and blue. Okay. Bomb pop flavor was the bomb. It was phenomenal. It discontinued it. And now like the, the closest one, according to their app suggested, get the berry lemonade. I got the berry lemonade and it is not even 10% as good as bomb pop was. So I'm going to personally march in the first form and demand that they re-release the bomb pop right before security tackles me to the ground, at which point I will scream, but I am the secretary of war. And I threw a guy out of a strip club one time. I was working at a strip club because back in my heathen days when I was a bouncer and there was this guy who was being completely rowdy and he was wearing flip-flops, cargo shorts, and a button-down Hawaiian shirt, uh, scraggly-looking dude. And, I mean, I literally threw him out the front door. And he landed on the back of a Mercedes that was parked right outside the front door. And he was draped across the trunk of the Mercedes, like, caressing the turn signal lights. And he goes, there's cameras in here, man. And this is, like, 20 years ago. I'm like, okay, dude. He goes, there's cameras in here, man. There's cameras everywhere. I'm like, okay. And he goes, uh, you can't throw me out. I was like, well, joke's on you. You've already been thrown out. <laughs> he goes, I'm the Secretary of Defense. I'm like, I don't think you are. He goes, I am. I'm, and it's like January in New York. And this dude's in like shorts and a shirt. There's piles of snow four foot high in the parking lot. I'm the Secretary of Defense. There's cameras in these lights. There's cameras everywhere. We've got you on camera. We're coming for you. I was like, buddy, you're now not only trespassing, you're on somebody's car. You should probably get off with somebody's car. Um, yeah. There was a there was a guy in the movie The Wrestler. Uh, he was an extra in The Wrestler. He's the guy that sold uh, Mickey Rourke the drugs in the uh, locker room. Okay. Yep. I'm tracking. His name was Paul. Paul E. Normus was his wrestling name. <laughs> Paulie. And Paulie was a bouncer at another place um, that was owned by a lady named Anne Marie that I also bounced at. And we ejected a guy one time. And uh, so the guy's outside and the guy spits on me, which you could do lots of things to yeah, me. Don't do that. So he spits on me. And without thinking, I just right cross, put him to the ground. And I look over because I see Paul moving and Paul has his leg cocked back like he's going to kick this kid. And I'm like, I'm screaming, don't because he's on all fours, ribs exposed. So Paul kicks this poor kid and launches him with a kick into the top of the bushes that are seven feet tall. 
he kicked him into the top of the bushes, seven feet up in the air, and the kid was hanging in the bushes, like sideways, mostly upside down. It was like, ah. I'm like, Paul, you probably collapsed his lung. He goes, ah, oh, F that kid. And turns that's around and walks least, back inside. That's at least a 10 minute Bro, <laughs> yeah, that, that kid had a closed pneumothorax all day. We called EMS. It was never. Eh, Paul, he's dead now. He OD'd on cocaine. Don't do that, kids. Anyway, from uh, RussiaToday.com, Argentina's new president begins shock therapy by devaluing the peso. Javier Millet has promised radical measures to battle the country's worst economic crisis in decades. Argentina's new government has announced a sharp devaluation of the peso, cuts to energy and transportation subsidies, and a freeze in spending on some major state programs. Why do we care? Because I'm super curious to see what this uh, self-professed libertarian dude's going to do in Argentina. Yeah, he signed the Paris Climate Accords. Also, did you see that Zelensky was at his inauguration? I'm just saying, like, <laughs> dude. And so Andy Frizzella was talking about this on one of his recent podcasts. And he's like, I don't know if this guy is who he says he is. And I'm like, I don't know anything about this guy, so let's watch him and see what he does. And Andy's supposition was that the big they have realized they can't go any further with the socialist agenda. Yeah. So they're just going to bring this guy in, label him a libertarian, and have him do socialist things under the banner of libertarianism to see if they can use that framework to continue to push their agenda. So I'm like, I don't know. Let's watch this guy, see what he does. I wonder if there's any libertarians that are like seeing this now and being like, well, that's treading on me. What the heck? <laughs> libertarians are weird, dude. The big L libertarians, the, the non-aggression principle, they seem to, at least in my opinion, they tolerate a lot of shit under the non-aggression principle. Basically, because non-aggression principle is basically like, if you're not directly threatening my life, we don't have a problem. But you get to indirectly threaten my life? Right. Indirectly, like pay your taxes or you get to live in a six by eight cubicle made of concrete while you wear this orange jumpsuit. That seems like an indirect threat on my life, because if I don't, then men with guns will show up. And then libertarians, of course, will say things like, well, abolish the IRS. I'm all for that. Likelihood of that happening? Essentially zero. Essentially zero. So anyway, Javier Malay, self-proclaimed libertarian. Uh, the measures announced on Tuesday in a televised appearance by the new Minister of, Ec of the Economy come as part of the economic shock therapy promised by the newly elected President Javier Malay. The devaluation changes the official dollar exchange rate to 800 pesos per dollar from 365 pesos, so about a 225% rate of inflation. State support of the peso has been maintained by strict capital controls during the past half decade which created a wide gap between the official exchange rate of the dollar and parallel rates. The new economy minister of Argentina, Luis Cap Caputo, divulged in a televised message that the measures are aimed at tackling spiraling inflation and containing the worst economic crisis in decades. According to Caputo, the plan will be painful in the short term, but is vital for cutting the fiscal deficit and bringing down the triple-digit inflation the country is currently struggling with. Quote, the objective is simply to avoid catastrophe and get the economy back on track, he stated. Again, bears watching. Let's see what happens. Mostly because we've got, what, a couple hundred years track record on how well the big they manage these things. Let's see what this dude and his people can and will do. 
That's why I bring it up. The South American nation is currently struggling with rampant inflation of 150%, low cash reserves, and high government debt, while some 40% of its population is forced to live in poverty. Argentina has a massive $44 billion debt in the International Monetary Fund. The IMF said in a statement that the measures were bold, adding that implementing them would, quote, help stabilize the economy and set the basis for more sustainable and private sector-led growth following serious policy setbacks in recent months. I welcome the decisive measures, IMF Chief Kristalina Georgieva said, calling it, quote, an important step towards restoring stability and rebuilding the country's economic potential. If the IMF is on board with your fiscal policy, that's maybe a canary in the coal mine. We'll see. So uh, keep an eyeball on Javier Malay. And then let's see. I got one other thing here. Um, I got one other thing here from the blaze, which is now a subscribe only platform. Cost me five bucks to read this article to you. But um, in the meanwhile, I'm going to go pee, and then Bob's going to tell you about the Refuge Medical end-of-year blowout right now while I pee because you guys hate dead air. You hate it. It wastes your time. It's disrespectful of your commitment here at this channel. At this free channel that they don't spend money on. <laughs> Whoa, almost got a live spit take. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Should I say that out loud? You did. You said that out loud. You said the quiet part. Look at all this dead air you have to deal I'm with. Oh. Patreon, though. And also, so look, this this one's black. Ah. But but this one's not. So oh, okay, okay. Can, there we go. Now yeah. I can see. Got Thank it. goodness. I was like, God, oh, my gosh, we're, we're off the air. Uh, yeah. Hey, guys. What's up, you cool kids and, and cats and kittens and all that stuff, you know? Uh, so this is Bob, COO of Refuge Medical. Uh, the absolute best, tremendous first aid kits out there. We honestly make the most dope stuff on the market. And if you don't know about us, I don't know where you've been sleeping at and where that that rock is, but it's got to be huge because, you know, we're just crashing through the industry, taking over all these weird companies that are doing weird stuff to give you better American goods. So what we're doing right now is an end-of-the-year blowout sale. Yeah, you're probably like, Bob, why are you doing an end-of-the-year blowout sale? Because any inventory that you hold at the end of the year, you're taxed on, and tax is bad, okay? And so what we're trying to do is move that inventory into liquidity so we can put it into an asset to better our your guys' experience. So we looked at what kits would be best to do a large sale on, and that's the kits we did a sale on. So you got like the smash kit. The crash kit, those are like hundreds of dollars off. They come in a hard case that's made here in the U.S. It's the perfect travel kit. Uh, you can add in a specialty bear fact that's been vacuum sealed as well. And we're also doing field medics, Mac 4s. Those are also hundreds of dollars off. And the famous stomp bag right here. Okay, this is a SEAL Team operational medical pack. This is not your grandma's first aid kit, boys and girls. This is the real deal. Whether it's a surgical suite, whether it's uh, IV start sets, whether it's trauma first aid, prolonged field care, maybe a Band-Aid, you know, we got it in this kit. And this, this whole bag right here is crafted in the great state of Texas, all right? And, I, I, you know, I just try to give them enthusiasm. It's what the people need. And so what I really recommend is you take your HSA and your FSA card and you go and you grab one of these guys. Use this opportunity to save some cheddar and maybe get an additional first aid kit with those saved funds 
because you have an HSA or FSA card. And if you don't have an HSA or FSA card, don't worry. We accept gold, silver, platinum, platinum beans and buckets, good old fashioned American dollars. If they're still worth anything at the end Mon of this live stream, Mon's our finance. She's like, no, we don't accept gold, silver, or platinum. We do. We do. Don't tell Monica. Don't tell Monica. Listen, it's the end of the year. We got to get this inventory down so that I don't get taxed again by Biden on my inventory. So help us not pay taxes, please. Legally. Legally. We don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. We're all in this together. We'll give you awesome first aid gear. And if you celebrate whatever holidays are happening right now, this is a good gift to give somebody. Don't give someone a TV or Xbox. Stop that stupid stuff. Give them something that could save their lives or save someone else's life, right? And that way you can witness them about Yeshua and, you know, save their life eternally, which is the real point of all of this. 100%. 100%. I'm going to hop off. Get out of here. Do your thing. All right. So the, the stomp bag from a prolonged field care standpoint, phenomenal. Um, this is 32 pounds of stuff. Oh, yeah. And this is the stomp bag 2.0. This is the Gen 2. I have a 1.0 on my truck. This is significantly better than the 1.0 that's on my truck. And the 1.0 that's on my truck exceeds specifications from Naval Special Warfare. So this blows it out of the water, which gets back to like, oh, no, I'm a Palestinian trapped in Gaza or a Palestinian trapped in Chicago or Dallas or whatever. How's your prolonged field care game? Uh, if the answer is I don't have a prolonged field care uh, game, you should probably look into getting something for prolonged field care. Uh, you know, stomp bag, field medic, Mac four, Mac eight, um, wound care buckets, surgical bucket, et cetera, et cetera. <coughs> Come on, TJ, when are you going to drum a little Lamb of God? <coughs> well, when they have some good music, I might consider it. Oh. Ooh. Oh, I told you the metal I listen to is so extreme that it scares metal heads. I don't, I'm not into easy listening, dude. I fall asleep listening to death. Not kidding. Everybody was like super into the Pantera references from Monday. That's great. I like Pantera. I can like literally fall asleep listening to Pantera. The stuff that I used to play that I used to listen to. Dude, if it's not 360 BPM and technical, I'm 0% interested. Every, Thomas Hake from Meshuggah, everybody, uh, everybody, you know, the the drum pattern at the beginning of Bleed by Meshuggah, it's so technical. <laughs> Give me one foot. Yeah. Wolves at the gate. Drum some effector. Even effector is too easy, bro. I do. I like. I have effector on my uh, my drum warm up playlist. It's power metal. That's all it is. Anyway, how do we find the military specs for a stomp bag, Josephus? Asking for a friend. Well, that would mean that you had access to certain manuals that were published by certain organizations within the military structure and that you read those manuals. And in the back of those manuals where it lists the components that are required to be inside of an NSW, Naval Special Warfare SEAL Team Operational Medical Pack that you took 
takeoffs from that and compared this bag against that bag. Um, Josephus, I believe you're on Patreon. You should, uh, you should do a quick search of the videos. I've talked about some of the books. Um, Special Operations Medicine, great book. Does owning the book equate to possessing the skills detailed in the book? Not even a little bit, but it absolutely illuminates uh, where you might have some weak spots. Good morning, Amanda Willis. SOE Tactical Gear. BT Dubs, if you're going to buy some shit this season, please buy something from an American company, one of which is SOE Tactical. Original SOEgear.com, I believe. Just Google it. SOE Tactical Gear. You'll find them. John and Amanda, awesome human beings. I like them very much. They're awesome people. They make incredible gear. How do I know? I have SOE gear, and I abuse the shit out of it. And you know what? It's fun. It's fun. Some of my SOE chest rigs look like I literally just took them out of the box other than like the mud and pine needles and stuff. That's the quality. Like it's excellent stuff. In fact, many times I have reached out to John at SOE and said, hey, let's do a, a an SOE and refuge mashup. And he's like, bro, I would love to, but we can't keep up with demand just on our own stuff. It's that good. It's really that good. So check out SOE Tactical. Uh, last thing we're going to look at this morning from the blaze. Shocking. This seven-year-old video suggests Russia-Ukraine war was planned. What? <gasps> what? Seven years ago they planned this? It sounds like a smoking gun. I don't know. In a shocking clip from 2016 that has just emerged, it seems that that may be the case. In it, who? Senator Lindsey Graham. Wow. wow. That guy? No. Tells Ukrainian soldiers, your fight is our fight. 2017 will be the year of offense. All of us will go back to Washington and we will push the case against Russia. Enough of Russian aggression. It is time for them to pay a heavier price. How's that working out for you? Our fight is not with the Russian people, but with Putin, end quote. Standing behind Graham was John McCain looking at the ground. Quote, our promise is to take your calls to Washington, inform the American people of your bravery, and make the case against Putin to the world. So brave that um, Ukraine is having a huge problem right now that their military-aged males are defecting and fleeing the country because they don't want to be conscripted into service. What? So, so these U.S. representatives yes. go to Ukraine, listen to a couple foreign people cry a little bit, and now they're like... Fuck Russia, we're gonna do this. But their job is to listen to us and go, like, hey, I don't like the IRS, please stop this. They're like, fuck you. <laughs> Good commentary from the analyst over there. He was basically saying, so let me get this straight. Our US representatives went to Ukraine and heard them complain about Russia, and they're like, we're gonna do something instead of being here and listening to us complain about the IRS and saying, we're gonna do something. So. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that one's, that one's yours? Yeah. Oh, well, it tastes great, bro. Thanks. Cooties. It's a cootie party. That's what they meant in Acts chapter two. Yeah, all, all things in common. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the actual interpretation of Acts chapter two. When it says they held all things in common in Acts chapter two, I don't think it was socialism. And a lot of people have tried to say that Messiah was a socialist. I disagree. I think that their lives were so enmeshed because they did so much stuff together. They were literally like, whose coffee is this? 
Is this my chainsaw or your chainsaw? Like, whose kid is that? So I, I believe that Messiah engaged in capitalism because he told us to go sell our cloak and buy a sword. So <laughs> that's pretty capitalistic. That's transferring of resources. <laughs> I dig that. I dig that. Chazuntait. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think Acts chapter two is about socialism. I think it's about being enmeshed with people that you love to the point where you're like, I don't care whose Tupperware this is or dude, I have bought what do you what do you think, Kale? Fifty camp chairs in the last three years? The stumps have bought it close to that. Yeah, as has Kale and her family. I don't know where they are. I don't care where they are. They might be at my house. I found three yesterday. So there you go. Three of them are at Bob's house. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's basically what happens. It's like, and we have six chairs at Bob's house, and we have six chairs at Foe's house, and we have six chairs over here. And it, it's just, that's Acts chapter two. They held all things in common. It's like, 